Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Artist Connection. We have an amazing show for you guys tonight. I'm going to pass the mic to Evan Flo so she can introduce our first. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much. Welcome, everyone. Well, we're in for an epic night tonight. Ms. Drea is joining us from Alabama, and we're so excited to hear all the poets that she has lurking in the background. Shout out to Kamiko. And we're going to welcome our first guest up, Mr. Anthony Alberto Crespo. Thanks so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you got going on, and then bless our mic kindly, please. Thank you. Hey, um, so I'm Anthony Alberto Crespo. Um, I'm a rookie in the game uh, of poetry and writing. Uh, I've been writing poetry on and off since I was a kid, um, but I had a professional athletic career. Uh, I had other entrepreneur endeavors, and um, things changed around the beginning of 2022. Um, again, I, I got support from a friend to write a poetry book. And then in the midst of that, I found spoken word. Uh, and I started performing on open mics for the first time about seven, seven, maybe eight months ago. And uh, I enjoyed it. People enjoyed it. Um, people wanted to link up with me, hang out. So we did that. Um, I met Andrew Zaragoza. We uh, put our... Uh, put our tools together and uh, blew up this thing called Open Heart Spoken Word, which is um, producing, hosting events and workshops all over LA and OC for um, emerging artists, established artists, um, all, you know, all types of people, all types of backgrounds. We collaborate with all different uh, poetry communities, artist communities. Um, yeah, so the book that I never ended up publishing because I got so busy performing and building this, uh, this, um, artist collective is called Dragonfly, um, 21 Positive Passionate Poems. Um, I got the manuscript done and everything. I just put it on the back burner because as I realized, um, there's levels to the game of just dropping a book are actually getting it out there to the right people and making it, you know, making something of it, I decided to right. put it on hold and just learn. So mm -hmm. I've been putting myself around the best poets that I can, uh, performing alongside them, uh, creating with them, and growing um, in my understanding yeah. of writing and poetry as a business and as an art. So soon enough I'll get back to the book but as of right now um, just doing so much in the community I'm enjoying it and people are benefiting it benefiting from it so much that uh, I'm sticking to that right now love it love it love it because it's all about the people but you still got to get back to that manuscript and release that book I'll get to it all right well, thank you so much for that introduction of yourself. Um, we're so happy to, about the things that you're doing in the community. Now, would you bless our mic, please? All right. Um, I didn't even know that was part of this, but here we go. I got some memorized. 
Um, we have never let distance disrupt the truth that we were always meant to be brothers. We will never let borders divide our destiny. We will never let hardship break our bond. We are binary stars, pulsars, aligned in synergy with the world we live in. Two brothers orbiting in a solar system of our own creation, rapidly spinning, emitting the most powerful electromagnetic force known to the universe. And if I know anything, I know that we are made of energy, an infinite reservoir of positronic positivity, pulsing beams of light that pierce through the theory of relativity, connecting galaxies like cosmic lighthouses, illuminating the way home. A home without walls, floors, or ceilings, but it's made up of feelings that allow your inner child to run free. Here is where you will find me at 11 years old, dragging a basket woven out of raffia leaves around with me and inside the most beautiful baby brother, riding along, laughing hysterically as we go on wild trouble-making adventures in our wildly tropic backyard in Nairobi, Kenya. You were always a source of joy in the wilderness of a life that most couldn't survive. And within a lightning's flash, you grew into a man with bones that are made up of the best of me, because that's all I ever wanted you to have. You were all my bright without my bad. You are strong, smart, loving, ferocious, and confident in your ethnicity, an African and an American with the pride of a Puerto Rican because you were raised consuming the vibrant greens of Sakuma Wiki, the powerful beans and rice of arroz con gandules and the feel-good country food of an American mother. You are where diplomacy meets cultural equality, carrying pearls of wisdom overseas and gifting them to strangers. You are where Western Christianity meets African spirituality meets the Caribbean's communal frugality. And just like those islanders live, the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. But what if we didn't see each other as neighbors, but instead as relatives? We love each other the way that I love you, way more than I love myself. Love like when Gandhi fasted to strengthen a nation. Love like when Mandela went to prison to free his people. Love like when Jesus was nailed to the cross for his faith in a brighter future. Because I love you like that. And I'm here to remind you that you have the strength of a trillion stars and a million ancestors vibrating in your blood. Resonating in your words, thoughts, and actions. While Einstein might have been right about his scientific theories, this is the truest thing I have ever known. And I call it the law of universal relativity, which states that we are related to everyone and everything, spiritual beings made up of the birth by the same paternal particles and maternal matter scattered and mixed on a painter's palette of colors and material. But what it doesn't say, my little brother, is how I am most proud to be related to you. Yes, we'll illuminate the way home with that poem. Yes, 
I love it. And I'm the only girl I have all brothers, so I'm totally still in that poem. And I'm going to dedicate that to my baby brother because he is the greatest and the grandest to ever do it. So thank you so much for that. It was beautiful. And I'll pass the mic back to you, Miss Jan. Yes, thank you so much, Evan. Flo. Thank you, Anthony, for that poem. It was really heartfelt. Beautiful. And you remember the whole thing? Don't doubt yourself. You had it. Really good. Yeah, I mean... I got a few in my memory bank because I've been performing so much. I got a, I got a few that like I can go to like no matter when, no matter where. Um, but y'all definitely put me on the spot. Like, hold up, go ahead and perform. Well, you know, because right. we do to stars. We yeah, gotta put the, the shine on the star. You know, the I'm with it. The I'm with it. I'm with it. Yo, put me on, uh, put me on one of those uh, freestyle cipher things or whatever. Go ahead. Okay, on come the radio, through, <laughs> Look, driving and reciting poetry. Yes, yes, a star okay. indeed. Well, we are so grateful Thank to have you. Thank you so here. much for that. And I'm like, you know what? Like, in my organization, like, I represent Boogie. I'm his uh, Boogie, Anthony the Boogie Man Rucker. I'm his uh, personal manager. And, uh, you know, we have uh, poets like uh, Jaha, who is also an uh, open heart spoken word poet. Jaha and there's my people. And he's the dopest poet ever. Yes. Yeah, she's uh, she's new. She's new to us, and we're meant to we we working with her on some things, and uh, like I'm just learning. So by being around people who are better than me and being humble, yeah, uh, right. I'm soaking I'm soaking things up, and I'm getting exponentially better. And I hope that never stops. At least the eagerness to humble myself and learn from people who've been doing it longer, who have more experience, who have different perspectives. Right. And right. that's what Open Heart Spoken Word is about, you know. So if you want to hear more stuff like that, um, and even better, um, we have a poetry fest on April 22nd. Um, it's a free community event. Uh, I'm co-producing it with Open Heart alongside Creative Love, which is uh, Larry Love's new uh, talent management agency. Okay. Um, we're going to be showcasing uh, poets from CLI, um, from SWIM, from Expressive Arts, Long Beach, um, Open Heart, Creative Love, Poetic LA. Am uh, I missing somebody? I don't know. But we have a whole bunch of musical acts, too, that I got together. It's free for the community. We'll have food there for hella cheap so everybody can get their grub on 12 to 4 p.m. in sunny Los Angeles. Um, big private park, rent it out for everybody to play free, bring your friends and family, uh, kid friendly, no drugs, no alcohol, just poetry and music. So, yeah. Thank, thank you so just much. Just put up. Yes. We got to come back and then you can share everything else. We got to discuss it more. But up next to our mic, we have Yanni. Yanni, yeah, tell us about yourself, what you got going on in the community. And then bless her mic. That's it. Woo woo. Hey, family. Uh, so good to be here. We out here in uh, Tuskegee, Alabama, y'all. We just set it off uh, for the students, for the faculty, for the staff, for the community. Uh, so honored to be here. I myself um, am a Spelman grad, so we keeping the HBCUs alive. Um, I am a preacher, prophet, poet, coach, creative community leader, all about peace, all about love 
um, all about bringing the people together. Um, so recently just moved from LA back to Atlanta. So bridging that connection between LA, um, at the A, the Bay, Bermuda, where my mom is from, South Africa. We going everywhere with this, y'all. Um, with the Peace People's Movement, um, which is bringing folks together uh, in peace and wholeness. And then also through my super natural life, which is my 501c3 uh, nonprofit organization as I am a kidney survivor um, and just want to bring all the love, all the goodness, all the community to folks like me living with chronic conditions of the body and the mind. So that's me, y'all. Uh, and I'm just grateful to share. Um, so we're going to set it off like this with a poem called Hangry, Hangry, Hangry. Why must you wait your turn, knowing it might never come? Over, we shall. Twisted lips, baptized ships, and souls were never invited to the party. Maybe the cookout will be Black folks only. Black folk be lonely because they sit in. We sit in the margin, soaking up all that fat, funky, fresh, dressed, pressed hair, the fear of the fire in your ear, the rage and tear, 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 black made bitter juice, bitter juice, bitter juice, giving you the bitter truth, bitter truth, bitter truth. We no longer sit and wait for terror to arrive. The fam all here the weather's all clear like here comes that brand new flavor in your ear everybody singing dancing to the music on the radio luther we miss luther uh-oh here comes lucifer we interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to put in this new programming 2.0 you will never know that the apple tree was that cop and plead a deal making reality real seeing through dimensions of apprehension no longer scared to fly ascension no pretension as i cut in line because the race is not given to the swift slow down wild chocolate body hot they say the least the last the loss i say the grief the past the cost if jesus paid it all why are you taxing me so damn high blasting me alive blasting our tribe that navy blue beat you the bars will seep through these bars will heat you the world might delete you but this life gonna keep you fireplaces that once were buildings warming up the kindling easily combustible small sticks or twigs used for starting a fire your days just might expire if you're beckoned to the other side so hold on hold on Mary wore a chain, every relinquished Jesus' name. She wore it really fly like a rapper getting fame. Joseph held it down, Papa didn't roll a stone. Was the women at the tomb, found the clothes, they're all alone. She was only 17, held the camera on the phone to witness a life being lost, trauma all the way home. Give the child a hug, but her thoughts ain't her own. His last words, mama, I'm done, as the body lay alone. What goes around comes back around. So we don't have to skip the line. We are all seated at the table, seeing eye to eye, waiting until everyone has a plate. We say grace and feed each other spiritually and physically cause my God, love lifted me. Cause come over, 
we shall overcoming we are keep your head up peace my family we Woo! are the stars yeah love y'all love y'all love y'all love love love, love. Yes. come through and burn it down why don't you okay i'm passing the mic back to you evan flow introduce our next we need a little flow after that fire. Let me throw a little water on her. Yes. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much for coming through and blessing us. Is it is it the, the Tuskegee? Is it Alabama? Is it, What was it? The book release? What Or is it just the flavor all the time? Because I'm not knowing. So thanks for introducing me. Beautiful. So we're going to pass the mic to Lynn. Welcome to the stage. And thanks for being here tonight, Queen. Thank you, Miss Evans, Flo, Andrea, and all of you that are here. Beautifully done already. I'm always enjoying the creative process that you all put into what you do. It's just amazing. That was awesome. Um, thank you for having me again. I am Lynn E. Smith, and I am a counselor, therapist, life coach. I am also a family advocate and I am outreach driven. I think I've shared that I cannot get away from stating that and letting that be a part of my statement of claim because this is who I am. Um, I'm looking forward to some amazing things that are on the horizon, some things that are about to come into full fruition. I'm so grateful for the people that are aligned in my life right now because things are happening as they should and some of the connections um, I like the fact that I have people in my life that's putting fire under me where it was once a stagnated place. You know how sometimes you can be so empowered with gifts, but you just don't utilize them and allow them to manifest to its full potential. So I'm grateful for the pressure that's being applied in my life because I know that I'm someone's lifeline. There are a crowd of people somewhere that are assigned to me. And it's not that it's that I'm big, but it's the God in me that is here to assist. So one of the things that are on the horizon, I will be having a show, a talk show, a radio show, a platform. Um, I believe it will be in the form of podcast, still working out the details, but it is going to be coined as the Conversation Corner with Lynn. It's going to really be a place that's safe. Um, one of the subtopics is basically like the space of grace to where people can come and be comfortable. They can have conversations with no judgment. It's going to be a platform that's definitely, it's going to be relatable. It's going to be reachable, resourceful. I never want to present or have um, any type of show or any type of audience to where I cannot provide them with some type of resource. Um, whether it's resources connecting them to communities, faith-based organizations, community-based organizations, other families, other, you know, creative uh, processes and artists, whatever it is that I could do that could assist them on their path and their journey towards where they're going in life. That's what I would like for this platform to be. But most of all, last but not least, I would like for it to be a place that resonates with one's spirit and soul. I never want anybody to be in my presence and not walk away with something that they can utilize or apply to their everyday life. So again, it's not about me. I think it's going to be about the platform itself, about the people that are coming and sharing. It's going to be business people. It's going to be everyday people. We're going to have, you know, um, creative 
uh, artists and diff just different stuff, different people that I'm linked with and aligned with that's going to give voice to this platform. But I think it's going to be a blessing. I think it's going to assist everybody in some kind of way. So I'm looking forward to it. And I hope y'all tune in and stay tuned for more details that are coming. Beautiful. Do you hope or do you know? Because you got to replace that hope with a no. You know. I know. Thank you. You, you know, know better thank than you. I know, I know. Ebony okay. always correct my conversation and my language and my verbiage. So no, I don't correct real. you. I sharpen you because you know iron sharpens iron, baby. So I just come through and support the queen, fix her crown without the whole world knowing. But in this case, we're going to share it with the world because that's what real queens do. So we're very grateful for the sacred space that is emerging. I can't wait to sit on the couch. You know, I will be there to bring my beautiful energy and bond with my sisterhood. So I'm so very excited for your new endeavors that are coming. And I wish you love and light with all of that. And thanks for being here again. So we're going to switch it over to you, Queen Kwani in the building. Welcome back, sis. Happy to see you. Bless hello. us tonight. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. You know, I love you guys. This is my crew. I am Queen Kwani. Um, the, the sound of verses and vibes. And I'm a singer, songwriter, poet. I am currently in the works of two books, a poetry book and a children's book I got coming out this year this year we were putting it in like this is the year that is going to be out and we're going to have it in our hands um i'm not long-winded winded so i'm gonna just go into the poem um and this has been a request from andrea i'm gonna do my my mama poem first this is called i love my mother i love her and i only say it because i have to they told me to they say she's the only one that I got, so I oughta. She gave me life, so I better. Forgive everything that she's done. She's your mother. I love her. She is beautiful. And try to tell her she not, and that will be hating. Put some respect on her motherfucking name. That bitch will show you who a real one is. She is the realest, mommy dearest. Don't make her have to remind you. Don't you dare do to her what she do to you. You know, like, keep it real. Speak your heart. Be unapologetic about it. She will fuck you up. Who do you think that you are? She is the H-B-I-C. And don't you forget it. Don't you dare think you too old to get fucked with. Because she will fuck with you. But you better be pretty. She don't fuck with no bum bitches. Oh, bum bitch. I love her. She told me she loved me too. She really do. She also told me, I don't want you. Ain't nobody ever go want you. And I love you, but I don't like you. And I believe it. I feel the same way. Gotta love her. I hate her sometimes. Sometimes I wish she never had me. She does too. She told me so. She doesn't remember saying this, but I would never forget. It's okay. I forgive her. I love her. Not only because I have to. And I swear I wouldn't fuck with her if I didn't have to. If the people that she swear turned me against her didn't tell me to. That's your mother, they said. You only got one, they said. She's only trying to make me stronger for this world. Is what I've convinced myself that she's doing. Because no one has hurt me more than she. And no one ever will. I love her for that. I love how she just don't give a fuck. 
I hate how she just don't give a fuck. She could be the sweetest thing in the world, but she could be the meanest thing in the world if you make her that way. Don't take much to make her that way. A thin line between love and hate. My mother has taught me patience. My mother has taught me respect. Everything that I know, like how love can be so unloving at times, but you can still call it love if you have to. Go, Kwani, as always. Bring it, bring it. I'm over here. I apologize, but I, I know some of the words now, so I'm reciting it with you. I'm like, you can't be doing that, but I love it. I love it. Love it. Thank you, Kwani. Thank you. So I'll pass the mic back to you, Drea. The mic's back on me. More dopeness. Come on. Bring it to the stage. Our teacher, Mr. Loving Words, James Coates. Hey, hey, uh, great to be here tonight. Um, yeah, so we're out here in Alabama reading poems, sharing poems. Um, we, we even had an impromptu writing session earlier today on the lake, so uh, it's been really cool. Uh, a little bit about me, uh, events I got coming up. Uh, this coming Saturday. Um, I'm sorry, next Saturday, not this Saturday. Next Saturday, uh, Nanak Poetry Festival in Nanak. A uh, bunch of great poets going to be out there. Uh, Sunday, LA Times uh, Festival of Books. I'll be uh, at the World Stage Press at around noontime signing um, my book, Midnight and Mad Dreams. And then later that evening, uh, the release of 1619 Speaks at Sims Library Poetry. So uh, definitely come check out any of those events. And uh, I got one poem for you out of my collection, Don't Call Me Human. It's titled, My Fragrance Loiters on Her Skin. She is in love with my scent. It's a spell, she says. No need for oud wood intense to get her in the mood. A whiff of my natural essence is all she requires to stoke her craving to be touched. Masculine musk, the odor of desire seeping from droplets of hard-earned sweat, pours tiny bottles of aphrodisiacs, spill notes of savored satisfaction, inhale from nape of neck. She wears my old sweater like a scratch and sniff, missing me when I'm gone, Longing for my calm sage scent to cleanse and purify her aura, swelling her ripe and ready. The whisper of woody whiskey curls up cozy in her nostrils, invigorating aroma induced pants against my signature cinnamon skin. Cologne is for public consumption. My Lauren fragrance belongs in her bed. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Loving Words. Yes. Up right. next to bless our mic is the amazing Ayana. Woo. Hi, I know some people. Hey. 
Hi, uh, my name is Ayana Chanel. I am um, a World Stage Press poet. I released my first poetry book, Little Black Poetry Book, around September of last year. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Queen. Um, I am three years old. I am, I guess, technically a college student, even though I'm in my gap year, and I love poetry. Um, this is a new piece I've been working on. Okay, just had to make sure before I come blow up your spot. Um, this is called, yeah, this is called Niggas Be Trash, but it's not actually about niggas. It's gonna make sense when I do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, my mama don't let me walk to no corner stores no more. Says that's the niggas trash can, like separating recycles from the rest. This be for blacks only. Says she won't let me go away my life or have it be mistaken for another man's treasures. Would hate to see me picked up on sideways, sideways, asking to be saved by passerby. So she would always drive me to the 7-Eleven. Distance me from the rest like hands taken out foul smells. We turn our noses up. We close our mouths. We keep away as to not stench up ourselves. She tells me, look the other way. When you can sniff that one scent, she knows this be a toxic type of waste. Mama says we need to be in and out because stink linger on folk when you sit there too long. Says she knows too many who could never wash that shit off them once they were swimming in it. And no matter how hard they try, they can't fake that funk. Says that's how her nephew, my cousin, became a filth of a man. Went dumpster diving one day and never turned back. Says he reeks of it now. And she tells me that corner store is just doing its real job. That's why so many gather there like a nine to five to life. She knows this ain't the people's fault. Knows that sometimes you can't smell when you knee deep in some mess until it's too late. Says that all of us have family and friends that are warning signs, teaching us to be better. Teaching us to not fall victim to the same bag of tricks. Teaching us that they can never take us truly and still. We pray for those drifting away at the corner stores. It's hard to know that these just the folks that ain't quite made it to the landfills yet. They just the leftovers, just trash blowing in the wind. The kind that no one wants to clean up, the kind that no one cares to dispose of. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful piece. Beautiful. Beautiful. I have one more poem for I'll pass it back to you, Evan Flo. One more poet. And we're going to bring up, so this poet, he said he's not a poet, right? Then he did some poetry today. Mm -hmm. like, you lied to us. You're a poet. Definitely a Coming poet. Our mic is Jay. Jay, Woo! tell him about yourself. And then bless him. Yeah. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Jay. Likewise. So Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So I'm not a poet. I'm a visual artist. I, I model, I do videography and photography. And I did do a poem today. I wrote the poem today as well. So I'm gonna do that same one right now. Let's see. Okay. The poem's called Flowing Spirit. I am water flowing along the river like my mama going with the flow like hers before her, following the path of the ones who came before us, setting their ways in the riverbed, a beautiful black city drowning, holding our ancestors with a gilded city of gold built above it to drown out their voices. 
and a land of milk and honey above that, a promised land. Grown now I am, seeing through the illusions, seeping through the cracks in the riverbeds, the golden bricks of the city deteriorating. I'm shifting the tides of the river. I create my own creek. I make my own path. I'm going with the flow that I create, splitting off from the deep waves of the river, pulling me under, creating a path for those after, never getting too deep, allowing all to make their own journey, creating their own paths, all flowing out to one ocean, one collective sea, and it's all me. Yes, well, let it flow, let it flow. So just go ahead and add poet to the resume, just rightfully take <laughs> the position. And thank you for the poem of Flowetry for me <laughs> and all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for You're that. Welcome. So we have a couple of poems, poets left, but we're going to pass it back to Evan Flo to introduce Anthony again. Back on you, All right. Evan. Okay, well, thank you for throwing the mic back my way. And now we'll come to Anthony. Bless our mic again, please. Hey, um, another poem is what you want? All right. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, una palabra. Si tuviera que elegir una palabra, sería juntos. If I had to choose one word, it would be together. Remember, this city is the city of angels, where the spirits of love and protection have been commissioned to commence change. Here, black light illuminates the hidden hurts and injustice of unattended street corners, where brave whispers of liberty lead us to transcend barriers as thunderous singing is carried by the voices of our people demanding equality, christening the fearful and lost with courage and direction. The compass of hope points here where St. Sebastian and St. Anthony shake hands and stomp their feet, making the earthquake to remind us that every day is a gift, but our rights have to be fought for. Remember, the calamities of nature are created to bring us closer together. Reminders that we cannot escape the necessity of community. And in a city where we live bumper to bumper, but only communicate through screens and screenshots, and shots that kill our children while they sit in a class or walking across the street, shots that put holes in my thoughts and self-esteem, still we pray for one shot to work our feet bloody at a chance to know freedom in a country where Puerto Rican mothers were made and fertile by their shots. I carry their pain and the struggles of our neighborhoods on my back like a book bag stuffed to our beautiful culture, knowledge, and wisdom. Thankfully, the angels of this city consistently seek to bring us into physical contact within reaching distance of each other's souls. Despite the delusion spread by those that try to feed off of our fear, we are not afraid. We are brave. We are relational beings. We live boldly only because of our relation to each other, a connection as heavenly as the notes and the ancestral songs that we sing, the battered but brilliant brushstrokes and the art that we create, the heartbreak between the letters and the words that we write, the flow between the breasts and the verses that we speak, and the power of our heroic hearts in the battles against the injustice that we fight together. 
Yes, that is the word I choose. The faith I hold dearly like a flag for my people high above the battlefield as I cry out forward. We must keep moving forward. The love we have for one another will deliver us a valiant victory built upon the shoulders of our ancestors who sacrificed their lives for our prosperity with the most passionate sincerity. I believe in us more than I believe in me. I believe in humanity more than I believe in idolatry. I believe that we are all that we need to succeed together, juntos, one word, una palabra, con mucho poder, with a lot of power. Yes, with a lot of power. Thank you so much for that, Anthony. Beautiful piece. All right, Ms. Dre, so Thank what you. do you have in store? You're very welcome. What do you have in store for us now? Okay, y'all not ready. We stay ready. We was born ready. Kwani, don't <laughs> shake your head. We ready. We ready. <laughs> so, today, at the performance, right, when I tell you this boy brought it, walked up to the stage, did some pieces out of his book, and afterwards dropped the mic, right? So y'all about to get some earth-shaking, deep, have you thinking poetry, right? Coming up to the mic is Brandon. He is a CLI alumni. He published two books. He teaches a class at CLI. So in the building today, we got nothing but CLI alumni in the building. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello. How y'all doing? We're doing great. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's my, my privilege, my honor. What's going on? Uh, my name is Brandon Christopher Allen. I am a spoken word artist, poet, um, father, um, creative entrepreneur, uh, and servant of people. I'm a bridge uh, for those to find hope and to be able to endure and find themselves uh, able to envision their lives the way that they dream. The truth is I lived a life where I was muzzled, where my story wasn't able to be told to where I felt like my life was a struggle that made me feel um, almost like giving up and throwing in the towel. The reason why I do what I do is so I can lay myself on the floor so other people can walk over me to find hope in their future. I don't uh, do this you know, for the accolades. I do it um, for the freedom. And so other people can be unmuzzled in their story. Anyway, so some of the things I do, um, I, uh, of course, I'm an author. I'm the program director for a nonprofit called Rescue a Generation, where we life coach students back into academic and behavioral success. I also created um, a program called the Youth Writers Camp, where I walk students through managing their emotions using creative writing as, as, as a social emotional coping tech, um, mechanism. Um, every week we go through managing our emotions and they also get creative writing prompts and they also get to develop themselves and sit with a therapist and we have community time. And after that, at the end of the program, we put their poems together that they, that they they used and we published them and they all become um, published authors. Love it. That's beautiful. Teaching the children emotional intelligence. I love that. Love that. And poetry at the same time. So thank you so much. Now oh, bless our you. mic. 
How many points? You're welcome. Yeah, you can curse. No, I don't cuss. I I don't. That's I can't. I just suck at cussing. It sounds ugly when it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> like it sounds like I. So your vocabulary is just too extensive to even you know dilute yourself by using a curse word. We get it. We get it. That's not what, no, I just can't cuss. Um, yeah, I'll do a poem. So one of the stories that I, I I I tell all the time is I used to imagine as a kid that I used to be a, that I wanted to be a superhero because the reality is superheroes could change anything, whether Spider Man, whether um, uh, Power Rangers, X Men, uh, whether Superman, whether one Wonder Woman, whoever showed up, Star Wars, they were always super. Even Batman, even though he just had a lot of money, whatever the story is. Everybody was super in their situations. I was struggling and hoping that a superhero could show up to rescue me. But the truth is I had to realize there was no super caped hero or a cape crusader that was going to swing through, jump through my window, that the only super thing that I could find was living on the inside of me. Super was inside of me and I had to realize that for myself. And that's um, that's a story that I want others to find out. So I'm going to share a poem about superheroes. Maybe you'll find some superheroes in there. How we battle fear and anxiety to overcome. Hello, 911. I have an emergency. I don't have to be that loud. <laughs> Hello, 911. I have an emergency. No, no one's hurt yet, but I'm fighting off some insecurities and they're torturing it. And they're kind of relentless. And I can't even sleep because they stole my dreams and everything that's left inside of me. I think they're trying to murder me. Please send help quick. Have you ever? Been so desperate. You wish your soul could have emergency surgery like, like put me under. Give me open heart to where the chains start. Take scalpel to my flesh until you cut away all the dead parts. It started when I was asked a question the other day. One that made me think. The question was, if you can name your greatest fear, what would it be? I pondered for a little bit, you know, searched my inner me, searched through corridors and doors that were locked by only me, fumbling through my thoughts, searching for the key, patting my pockets like that video you've seen. And some of you may not get that, but all of you, most of you have gotten lost trying to find this thing, wondering if it's success, failure, just a local enemy. I um, heard this quote from um, Coach Carter, I believe. You remember that scene, they said it's not the darkness, but the light that frightens me. But honestly, why does what we fear even have to be a question? See, I battled with excuses for a while now. Hands bloodied, eyes black, the knees bowed, shirt ripped, so I can't wear my emotions on my sleeve now. Contempt, so tired of running that now I got my feet bound. I quit, because apparently I made this into a lifestyle. So sick and tired of being forced to swallow this defeat down. Focus has always been a problem for me with distractions. Then there's people, see, I'm using an excuse now. And I battled with excuses for a while now. Toiled with the torment from my dark side until I found my inner Jedi. Dear Lord. The enemy is after me, trying to sift my faith and leave me Anakin. Darth, I mean dark, you can't escape this light. Saber you down, prepare to fight this force. Awaken has more, have you seen stars? You know, this means war. And if God never gave you the spirit of fear, then where did it come from? Where does your power range from? Is it defeat or dominion? We were given sound mind and strength and we traded with a gift from the dark one. We were told to fly on wings like eagles who said you're sore done and you never have to stand alone. So you get safety like an angel grove. This team brings hope. And if you ever let fear change your mind, alpha gives you power. See, it's morphing time. 
Fear was never meant to be a part of your design. I want to divorce fear until I'm no longer that X-Man. And even in the midst of the storm, I still make my last stand. And if I ever go rogue trying to find God's plan, I hope to see real bro come and find me again. Nightcrawl, if I must, if running, I can't. So set apart from the gray, it's in my gene. Don't you see I am mutant? I want to marvel and love because there... Fear can't live. When that meets your faith, nothing is impossible. You can see that where Luke is. Then you have a head coach that's undefeated like Saban, Nick. And the next time somebody asks you what's your greatest fear, you can tell them they don't exist. 911, you don't have to send anybody. We on the Artist Connection got this. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. I'm going to do one more poem, yeah? No? Yeah? yeah? Yes, please. All right. This poem, uh, so I also wrote a book. I'm the author of a book called This Little Boy. It's a story of a young boy growing up through a teenager, understanding that he grew up in a place that he didn't belong, in a family where he didn't feel like he fit in, trying to get his life turned right side up. Um, mm. This is a story of the little boy to the teenager, to the man, to the father. And uh, every single one of my poems tells the story of my truth. But it also has a QR code at the end of every poem where you can watch me perform the poem. Uh, combined with that, I wrote a journal to where you can actually go through your own healing process and write down. It comes with coping skills. It comes with uh, writing prompts. It comes with discussion questions so you could journal through and actually get your own creative writing on as you process through my book and through your own stories as well simultaneously. So you're able to get my book. I'll put my website out here sometime later or something like that. Um, uh, but I'm going to do the signature piece from that um, from that book called This Little Boy. I remember my first real poem. I sat at the computer while my tears stroked the keyboard, my pain unled within the stanzas and my anger lashed out in metaphors. I repeated why from line to line, questioning the character and purpose, the God's design like this one. This one individual couldn't belong to him. And I thought this one distributor of sorrows and agony couldn't be cut from the same cloth as me. I mean, how did I arrive from those loins? And couldn't he see that my bloodshed didn't match that from which he came to be, but yet this was my reality. And it didn't belong in your picture-perfect TV sitcom. See, I grew up in a different world where my family matters didn't fit and how my brother, mother, cousin, and Uncle Phil would shake up my will. See, I was no fresh prince and my life was unfamiliar. So these different strokes would wither away in my good times. And I had no clue where I fit in. In fact, I had a skewed image of what a black man was supposed to look like. In fact, I didn't even like how I looked. So the image of anything was better than this. This is a story of an unidentified human project that was molded into something that nobody could recognize. He became a reflection of what was popular at the moment and always dressed in his best self-consciousness, wrapped in how many different shades of fake could his facade portray. Yet no one took notice. <laughs> no eyes cut to his cuts that were more similar to the battle wounds he lay prostrate on a mattress made of empty solemnness he dug holes into his soul hoping someone would come fill his voids yet he didn't even know how to pray he repeated practice redundancies hoping someone heard him scream with urgency please help me yet silence forget silence and it all muffled his destiny this little boy was dying and no one would come to his rescue so this little boy had discovered how to tend to his own wounds he was left mangled a hideous atrocity. Yet if you look for his disfigurements, I promise that you wouldn't see this little boy crowd on the inside and was flooding internally and left little room for his feelings. So he wore his emotions on his sleep. 
this little boy choked on his insecurities because he wasn't taught to swallow things like his pride. And he never understood why they caught the memories because he remembered everything as if life was stuck on repeat, as if life was stuck on repeat, as if life was stuck on repeat. This little boy followed the wrong path because for a minute the road to death seemed a little more pleasing. This little boy thought accolades and self-humiliating behaviors would make life more easy. This little boy was poisoned by pornography and thought love was spelled S-C-X, so he tried to repeat the things he would see. This little boy was lonely and would constantly talk to strangers because at least they heard him speak. This little boy still survives, although he tried to die repeatedly. I'll introduce you to this little boy because he still resides inside of me. Hi, I'm this little boy. Nice to meet you. Thank you, guys. Told y'all was ready. Beautiful. I think you're right. We what we didn't even know what we was getting into. I Our was holding on to my seat. It was just right beautiful, now. beautiful. So deep. So Guess deep. What? I have what? a beautiful surprise for you guys, right? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so World Stage Press, CEO Live, Book Production Manager, Emily, is going to read us a poem. What? Now, let oh, me tell you about Emily. She is so selfless. She helps us with everything at CEO Live. She wears multiple hats. She puts all of our books, make sure our books come together. She has everybody in line to make sure they work with us. Um, to publish our books and get them out. She's very uh, accessible and relatable and knowledgeable of everything that she does. And she doesn't do, do this for money because, it, you know, she it's not enough today. money. <laughs> she wrote this poem today. Hiram made us do a class today and write some poetry. So here she is. Welcome the to the stage, Emily. Emily, hi y'all. Hey, I am not uh, in front of the camera person or in front of the scenes person, so here I am though. Um, yeah, I've been doing publication stuff for years and years and years and years, uh, graphic design and um, all kinds of stuff. Um, I do, yeah, I kind of do everything. So reach out if you need something and I'll help you make it happen. Um, so yeah, we had a prompt today and I was asked to participate. <laughs> so I, I can't decide, <clears throat> I don't know which one to do. So I'm gonna do both of them is what I'm being told. <laughs> Cause we had like 20 minutes. I don't write, how am I supposed to write for 20 minutes? It's a lot. Um, <laughs> all right. So, um, there were like certain words that need to be included. So here we go. I know of three rivers where a friend lies under a hill gilded in brush in poison Oak. We all got climbing to the top. We climbed to honor him. The boy with the gilded hair who was not grown when he hung from the stairs. We were not grown either when he first lay there, but we grew each summer we went to Three Rivers. Five years, five years of our growing time of the early 20s. Perhaps that was the gilded age of our youth, of our life. 
By the river we sat, by the river we drank, by the river we laughed, by the river we talked, of when we weren't yet grown and of the growing. From teens to twenties, scattered now but together, by the river, each summer to celebrate our gilded friend. 1681 to 1169. Wow. There's no reaction on there. <laughs> <laughs> There's reactions. We were muted. We loved it. I was like, uh, what's up? <laughs> All right, and then I'll read this other one, um, and maybe you'll catch the words that were supposed to be used. They said I was a little girl, a child yet to be grown, but a child born on the other side of the river who thought she would find comfort in a new home. They said I was a sweet girl, a child yet to be grown, but a child of God who wrote songs about Jesus until she didn't. They said I was a gilded child, a child yet to be grown, but a child meant to be perfect, to live up to a life yet known. They said I was a smart girl, a child yet to be grown, but a child who failed a test on purpose because she did not want to be gilded. Thank you, Thank you Emily. Beautiful poetry. That I is Live, World Stage Press Manager. So... Beautiful, beautiful. We enjoyed everyone. Thank you so much for the you. You turned two people into poets today, Drew. Yes. That's was it you I or do. was it Tuskegee or was it both? We love it. It was everything it. that came together. So much yes. fun. The so, right timing. Pass the mic back to Evan Flo to introduce Queen Kwani, and then we got another round with Mister Loving Words and Ayana. Back to you. Okay. Evan. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, well, we're going to pass the mic back to Queen Kwani to bless us again. Come on through, Queen, and bless us, please. Oh, my God. You poets are so amazing. I'm just honored to be in the room with all this talent, with all this energy, with all this wisdom and love. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Best show so far. Yes. <laughs> now, I'm sorry. I'm about to drop a whole bunch of F-bombs on y'all. So if you don't like cursing, leave the building because <laughs> I'm about to F you up. <laughs> and this here is my F you poem. It's called Fuck You with a Smile. <laughs> so fuck you to all the hypocritical Christians who judged me before even getting to know me because of how I dressed. No, I wasn't trying to take your man. No, I wasn't trying to get your attention. I was simply being comfortable in my own skin and fuck you for making me feel that I shouldn't be. Fuck you to all my exes. To go over every single individual fuck will take entirely too long, so let's simplify by saying fuck you to the ones who cheated. And that should narrow it down to all except for one who deserves his very own special fuck you for doing everything else but. Fuck you to the bitches who tried to sabotage my name. You only got them looking closer at me. And now they just watching how I shine. Fuck you, bitch. Not you, bitch, but to the bitch who got a problem with me getting this off of my chest. Fuck you, insecurities. Fuck you, doubt. Fuck you, depression. Shit, I want to fuck you up right now. As a matter of fact, fuck this shit. I got a motherfucking problem. Fuck it. Fuck my bitch-ass neighbor. 
motherfucker called parking enforcement on me three motherfucking times. If I get another motherfucking ticket, I'm fucking your ass up and fuck your green ass grass. That motherfucker's gonna be brown and yellow now. How about that? Fuck that bitch too. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm running out of fucks to give because nothing fucking matters. You think we got to remind you black lives do. Fuck you all lives. Fuck who you want to fuck. And fuck you to the ones who fuck the ones that don't want to be fucked. You fucking rapists. You almost made me lose my smile. And fuck you for that. I give it a lot of fucks fucking smiling because I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. With the smile. <laughs> hey, yes. With a smile. Love it. Thank you, Kwani. You always bring it, bring it. We love it. Kisses right back at you. You know, it's always a vibe all the time. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to bring it back to you, Anthony. You got one more piece for us? Sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, I actually, uh, I'm finding out that, um, Poetry is useful in everyday life. I find myself with these memorized pieces finding the exact God-appointed time to say something to the right person. And uh, there was a young lady who uh, I could tell was putting on a front of being extremely happy, right? You know when people are overly joyed, you know? And I don't mind that. If you, you know, that's a good way to outlet your energy. You know, whatever things you got going on. If you want to be happy, that's better than being angry. So, I'm with it. But um, I listened, and uh, she started talking to me, and she started crying, and it was unexpected to everyone because she always seemed so happy, and it reminded me of a poem that I wrote about a woman who I cannot disclose the name of. Um, for a similar situation. Have you ever known someone with the laughing tears? Tears that caused them to laugh for years. Tears that show you their deepest fears. So they laugh instead of shedding tears. A cheerful, playful dance led by music that must play on, lovely at a glance, but dreadful when you know the song. A rhythm that beats at torturous speeds, enslaving the victim's very feet. She loves and laughs till the mood is past, but to stop feels like defeat. I wish she would catch those tears in a glass and drink them to keep from laughing, face the fear that caused those tears, the pain that she's been masking. But how do you say when that someone seems so happy that it's okay to be sad today and finally stop the laughing? Beautiful. Thank you so much for that piece, Anthony. Really enjoyed it. All right. Toss the mic back to you, Drea. Yes, yes. Back up to the mic. We're going to bring Mr. Loving Words. 
Hey, hey, so I'm back. Uh, I'm gonna read this poem. I don't get to read that often. Um, it's out of Midnight and Mad Dreams, uh, published through World Stage Press. It's called 2020 Vision. So this book was, was written in the midst of the social uprising in 2020, the pandemic. Um, so you might notice some references. Eyes that see but are still blind. Eyes that turn me black chalkboard. Something to teach a lesson on. Something to be erased. I love these brown eyes born. My mother sees promise in them. You see danger lurking in dark pupils. Anger in the twinkles of these irises. There is a distortion in your view. Your 2020 vision is not what it seems. Neither am I. I wonder why the deepest sorrows as well as the happiest moments all flow through the eyes, which means that joy and sadness can both come from the same place, from me and still be okay. I cry because I'm still not okay. I think about those who don't see color. No, the ones that really can't see in color who live in gray worlds, they get these special glasses to finally see reality. They almost always cry. If you could see my reality, I think you would cry too. If all our tears are created equal, then why do minds feel the weight of the world? So heavy, a tourniquet can't stop the flow of bloodshed, raining 40 days and 40 nights with no arc to save me from a constant pouring flood of innocent lives whisked away. We don't have to learn to use our eyes. It's pretty much automatic but we are in charge of what we give attention. If we focus far out in the distance, we can ignore the injustice hiding right under our noses as they dance across the room invisible from our perception. What happens when the crying stops and the tears finally run out? When observation of our grief falls on indifferent ears and seared hearts, is the aching trauma replaced with Disgust, revenge, nothing. No one chooses to cry any more than they choose to breathe. We don't think about it. Our body does it. The heart pumps. It just happens the way birth happens and death happens. And our tears tell us these moments are important. Lives are important. Something to let go of. Something to hold on to. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for that piece, Mr. Yes. Loving Words. Kwani Kwan, I have another request. So remember when we did that piece together, you sung Natural Woman? I remember. So let's do it. All right. I got you, girl. All right. You got to sing it through the whole thing, though. Okay. Ready? I'm, let's go. I'm Hi everyone, I'm Andrea, I go by the poet, <laughs> and my poem is titled, Natural Woman. You can start, Kwani. Looking out on the morning rain, I used to feel so uninspired, and when I knew I had to face another day, Lord, it made me feel so tired. Before the day I met you, 
Life was so unkind, but you're the key to my peace of mind. And you make me feel, you make me feel, you make me feel like a natural woman, woman. The natural shape of her hips that sway seductively when she moves left, right, and right again. The bounce in her bottom when she squats to bend over or pick up her pen. The softness of her lips that speaks life into any being, a truth talker, a real queen. Kwani? You make me feel like a natural woman. She takes care of home first and knows her worth, a beauty. She's a best friend. She looks like what others dream or even pay for. They all want to look like her, talk like her, walk like her. She is the standard of a natural beauty. There is nothing average about her. She is one for the history books, never forgotten. There are many replicas of her, but she is the original natural woman you make me feel like a natural woman. woman her big personality soothes many souls she is a place that you would always want to call home she could cook and clean and run a business raise children you would want her on your team she knows exactly what she wants she never questions her worth she allows others to shine in their own time. Never in competition, she recognizes real and shares space while also giving others grace. You make me feel like a natural woman. woman. She's a woman of great discernment. She listens to understand and not necessary to respond. Many have tried to figure her out because they don't believe that she's real without a doubt. She doesn't live in her trauma, hurt, or pain and never tries to run game. Never take her for granted because you would never find another one quite like her. Natural woman. You make me feel. Yeah, you make me feel. You make me feel like a natural woman. She is the canal where our life is formed, creating a nation. She is every woman. She birthed a nation, some whom ruled the world. Imagine that. She is all of that. She is the inner you. I see me. Do you see you too? Natural woman. You make me feel like a natural woman. Woman. Beautiful, beautiful. And that's my, my piece. Thank you, Kwana. All right. Yeah. Love with the duet. Okay. And up next. <laughs> so bless our mic. Ayana. Well, before we present Ayana, Evan Flo is going to bless the mic because for some reason, I don't know if I'm invisible, but yeah. Um, and this is called. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! It wasn't you. Not invisible. You. Was oh, I thought I, I thought I had disappeared and you didn't see me. But thanks for letting me know I'm here. Ebony, and so wait, I'm gonna no, read this wait, piece. Wait, wait what you minute. say? 
I said, what wait you say? I hear I said, you continue on. What, what am I waiting a second for? What do you, what do you have I to say? Ayana was already up next and you were, I was Oh, but Ayana went. So Evan Flo's going to go. Thank you. No disrespect to anybody, but. Oh, Q, yes. Q, we're done. Q, can't, um, you can end the show now. Oh, you're going to be a hater in front of the whole world? Poor baby. Don't, don't do that. You, you're turning red.